Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Dairy Isle. My name's Eli. With me, as always, my beautiful co-host, James Mazzaretto, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? I gave it the baseball announcement. Oh, God, one. I liked it, too. Next uh, time, I'll do the, fu- the fight announcement. Up to bat. James Mazzaretto and RBI of 255. I would give myself a great RBI. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I know. You, <laughs> you, know, you shot stars yeah. there. Yeah. I want to give, give you a fight announcement next time. Oh, I want to come and be like, ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Miami, Florida. Oh, dude, can we do that for each other? We can. Because we, oh, we take turns kind of walking it in. What's your height and weight? Out six feet, 190 pounds, okay. I'd say. So Hailing what? from Miami, Florida? No, wait, wait, no, save it for the next one. Okay. Wait, because you already gave me, you gave me... The baseball The baseball announcement, announcement yeah. intro, and then you can do the okay. fighting one after. I'll think of a different one for you. Yeah, give me the tail of the tape next time, and we'll do one for oh, each we'll other do for the next the one. Tail. Be great. Yeah, 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 we'll do the tail of the tape. I like that. We also have to have ridiculous, like, win-loss ratios, like... With a professional record of 255,000 wins, <laughs> one loss to his wife. <laughs> and two draws. Like, what? To his dog. <laughs> Who drew you? Uh, fucking hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Dairy Isle, uh, where Elias and I get together and talk about the things that we find interesting, and hopefully you do, too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're back again. Yeah. You know, for those of you things. that listen to this uh, on your morning commute, good morning. Good morning. For those of you who listen to this, try to drown out the uh, screams of your demons and ghosts. I ah. hope we, I hope we, I hope we offer you some relief. A little bit. For those of you who are doing dishes or cleaning the house midday on your day off, uh, if you have one of those while mm-hmm. listening to this, enjoy the smooth, silky, soft sounds of our voices. And also, you missed a spot over there. I did, didn't I? Yes. Where? Not you, them. Oh. What do you, what? It's them. I'm talking about I missed a word. <laughs> no, you didn't miss a word. <laughs> they missed a spot. <laughs> so Over there, right there, to <laughs> your right. How's life been? Uh, it's been all right, man. I'm, I've been so, like, mentally enveloped with this whole project that we have going on for next month. I know. That, like, that's been taking up a ton of my time. Not that I've actually been actively doing anything, but like mental, like like, yeah, like hard drive space, constantly is, thinking. About, yeah, yeah, your CPU is exactly always going for that. Yeah, that program is always open. Um, nothing, bro. Same thing as always. Same thing. Any any more home improvement projects working? Not really. Right now, after after the project in the backyard, we're taking some time to like just relax and recover. For and sure. By the way, you should you should post those on your Instagram. Like when you do oh, projects on your house. Yeah, dude. That's like because that's something that you love doing. But on you the love Dairy Isle Instagram, no, your Instagram. Know, mine is private. No one sees Make my it Instagram. Public. Or if you don't want to do that, do it on the Dairy Isle one, okay. and go like, hey, you know, this Look is Eli. Like, yeah, this is Eli. Whatever. Or I mean, run it by Millie because I mean she's the one in charge of Instagram. Know, yeah. So maybe she's like, no, you're not putting any of that shit. It's <laughs> possible. Shit on there. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> she has us tied up. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing the show of our own volition. We sound way happier than we really are. Damn it. She's going to cut all this out. All We're never going <laughs> to. No one's ever come. No one's ever going to come up. Just put clown music. <laughs> yeah, everyone comments like, hey, what was that weird clown section? Like, Nothing. What? Nothing. What are you talking about? Our cries for help. <laughs> help us. <laughs> Please. Um, and you? What have you been up to? Oh, man. I'm fucking everything. <laughs> the whole... All of human existence. Kit and caboodle. That's what you've been up to. No, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a little, it's been fun. It's been a little crazy yeah. though. Like just, yeah, just a lot more uh, trying to do a lot more acting stuff. Um, also thinking about stuff for the project. So I think we had a really good breakthrough today. I wish we had uh, like a cool project name, like a code name. Oh, let's come up with one. What's a good one? Tantalizing mountaintop. 
What? No. The first, no those, are, be, those are the words that came to my you mind. You know the first word in the name is project. Project, project. tantalizing mountaintop. I don't know why. It probably reminds me project of Project TM. Project trademark. <laughs> project tantalizing mountaintop. What about... I know it. Project sexy rectangle. A sextangle. <laughs> a sexy rectangle? A sextangle. I'm trying to think of where you... Wait, where are you going with that? Because I know... Nowhere. I'm just... Uh, words. Oh, okay. You're just wordsing right yeah, now. Yeah, we're just word vomiting. <laughs> Project lampshade. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Project camera lens. Like, what are, like, the usual project names? It's like Project have you ever Black like, Falcon. Have, no, but have you ever looked up, like, actual, like, secretive government projects no. and their code names? No, There's not many people do that. That is not, that's <laughs> that's a, not a normal thing. That's I'm realizing a now thing. that yes. I'm the weird one here. That okay. is the you thing. Um, so, like, as an example, like, and some of them are kind of on the nose a little bit when you think about it. Uh, so in World War II, or after, like right after World War II, the U.S. government wanted to go to Germany and parts of Europe where the Nazis were and say, like, hey, we're going to take all of your scientists and, like, all of your paperwork, all of your research. Everything's coming back to the U.S. with us. Smart. Codename, Project Paperclip. Are you serious? At first, when that came out, if anybody heard about it, they're like, Project Paperclip? Paper. What are you, opening an office depot, you fucking retards? But looking back on it now, I'm like, that's fucking genius. That is genius. That's a great. And then some of them are also really, like, obviously meant to throw you off, like Project Manhattan or the Manhattan Project. Yeah. And then, like, we're going to be in New York. We're going to find cool things. Like, no, no, you're, not. Yeah, yeah. you're building nuclear bombs, you know? Nuclear. 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 <laughs> Who comes up? Do you think there's like, is there like a one person that comes up with the name? No, there's Or is it like the project lead that comes up with no, it? No, I'm pretty, like, realistically, I'm pretty sure that the DOD has like a committee to come up with these and they probably have to pass it through state, like the State Department, to make sure that it isn't like super on the nose and somebody could probably use word association to figure out what it means. Yeah, it probably can't be related to it at all. It, it cannot be related. Like, okay, uh, another one. Uh, when the Air Force and the Department of Defense were designing the first prototype for the SR-71 Blackbird. Mm -hmm. The original name was Project Boxcart. Oh, dope. The fuck does that even mean? Like, but it's like, wait, isn't that the one that's all angular? Yeah. That, the well, bomber? No, that, yeah, that's not, no, no, no. That's the SR-71 is the, the reconnaissance plane, like the fastest reconnaissance Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but I don't know planes. Like, no one would ever listen to that or read that name and go, Project Boxcart. What is this about? Are they opening up a mine? <laughs> are they opening up a container there's store? Like what is this? It's like foreign enemy are just like trying to break the code. They're like, I think they're making a little rascal sequel. I'm, <laughs> I'm unsure. My God. Project Boxcar. <laughs> it's going to be great. Is Tom DeLong and Travis Barker doing another, <laughs> doing another reunion tour? Oh, man. That's why we have to come up with a cool name for our project. Where do you even go to fucking look up? Secret project names. Well, they're not. They have, like obviously these are declassified, but you can go on on like Wikipedia and look at search. like Department of Defense declassified project names, and that's some awesome. of them are great. Like that's why. Like I, <laughs> I felt like when we went to war in Afghanistan and Iraq, we had like really like dumb names for them because like World War Two had like it was just known as World War Two, right? Yeah. But certain like operations were ha had like sort of interesting names at the time. Like, mm -hmm. you had Operation Nimrod, which is, I think... Uh, really cool. Um, I forget which one Nimrod was, but, like, Overlord. Dude, the D-Day the invasion. That's a sick name. What do we have? Project Overlord. We, we have Enduring Freedom. I'm like, 
does that come with like a free Hummer and a side of like Big Macs? Yeah, like it also comes with a tribal tattoo. A tribal tattoo, yeah. a pair of Oakley gas cans. <laughs> and uh, being emotionally vacant with your spouse. Yeah, and also like getting super, super bent over on your monthly payments on your brand new Camaro. <sighs> that you got right next to the base. But you had to get it because, you I mean, to. if you don't get it now, you're never no, going to get it. No, also, the girl you've been dating for like two months, got to get married to her, You man. got it because you're pregnant. She's yeah, pregnant. She's pregnant and you're ready. And she can live on base now. So. Of course she can live on base. Wow. She, Talk about shitting all over the U.S. military right there for those <sighs> two seconds. I've known a couple people who <laughs> yeah. fit yeah, for the me. most part into, <laughs> into yeah, that so box. Zero regrets about that one. You know who you are if you're listening to this. You're also probably not smart enough to listen to the Oh, podcast, my God. So <laughs> What's going not. off? They're not. Uh, um, but, like, yeah, we had Enduring Freedom, and the other one was what? Operation Iraqi Freedom? So what? Okay, wait. What are we going to name ours? I mean, definitely not Operation Iraqi Freedom <laughs> <laughs> or Enduring what Freedom. <laughs> None of those. We should. <laughs> Operation Ugandan Freedom. What's Uganda do? Operation Congo Liberation. Uh, what about Operation... No, it's not Operation. It has to be or Project. Project. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. There are uh, some really cool ones like Project Stargazer. <sighs> Fuck, that was a good one. What about like Project Phone Booth? I like it using antiquated technology that the youngins that listen to this you one know, know about. You know, I've seen. They can be like, what? What? But what, what is phone booth? Mm-hmm. It's the last time you saw a phone booth, or project project. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but the second project is lowercase, and for reasons unbeknownst to anyone, we put the uh, the two little dots. What is it called? The, uh, the umlaut. The umlaut. We put it over the T in the second project. How would you pronounce that T then? What is an umlaut to a word? <laughs> I know it does something to a vowel. But can you imagine what it does to a T? Ooh. Oh, it makes it ooh. It makes like a U and Two? ooh. So like Uber. Project Ooh. Project Ooh. <laughs> uh, we could do... But think about it, by the way. If you put that on a T, you can literally dot your T's and cross them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to dot and cross your T's. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of Project Project? <laughs> project 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 Toot. <laughs> project Toot. Uh, I like phone booth. I like project filing cabinet. You're just looking at things in the room and, and naming them. No. Aren't you? Project iPad. <laughs> <laughs> project, project closet door. <laughs> project vent. Project LaCroix. Hold on. What if, and just hear me out on this, ready? You couldn't even fucking do it without laughing. This is going to be dumb. You're going to make me mad. <laughs> I'm going to get mad. <laughs> I'm going to get mad. We call it. The Alan Parsons Project. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. All the way. Thank you. The Alan Parsons Project. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's not bad, though. I mean, we can do... I do love Dr. Evil. <laughs> what's an existing project that's great? An existing project that's great? Yeah, what's one that caught your eye? Like when you were looking at super secret declassified. I mean, my favorite of all time is Project Stargazer, just because it's fucking ludicrous. Project Stargazer. Yeah, the CIA and DARPA literally just got a bunch of people who claimed that they could do remote viewing, and they're like, "We're gonna spy on the Soviets," and while we're at it, we're gonna spy on Mars. What? Just go on YouTube one day and search up Project Stargazer. That whole, like, you thought MK Ultra was weird, where they're like, "We're gonna fucking hypnotize people with LSD." No, no, no. The CIA was like, how can we top this one? And someone was like, have you guys heard of remote viewing? And they're like, what's that? I'm like, psychics with pen and paper in a room. And they're like, 
Perfect. We'll spy, we'll spy on the Soviets with this. Who needs planes when you have people? <laughs> this is what happens when you give a bunch of weird people way too much money, by the way. With no oversight. At all. Like, And also zero public view because it's all top secret. So oh no yeah. one can fucking see it. So people are just making weird decisions. <laughs> I feel like they're all locked in a basement money for was four spent weeks. On this, by the way, like I feel like they're like, "Hey, we're gonna lock you in here, all twelve of you, and you need to come up with an idea to make this better." <laughs> just <laughs> by like three weeks later, they come back. Everyone's clothes are ripped. There's feces everywhere. They're just like, "We got it. We're gonna we're gonna get a bunch of psychics and we're gonna look at Mars." <laughs> <laughs> Stalin's there. I swear to God, he's there. <laughs> they're like, finally, some good ideas coming out of this group. <laughs> <laughs> fucking torture think tank. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm glad that, by the way, at the end of that conversation, that's what the CIA guy has to say. Finally, a good idea. <laughs> Finally. What were the bad ideas that <laughs> exactly. came out of that group? <laughs> I like to think that it started really logical. They're like, what if we have a really balanced, like, well-trained team of spies that can work their way, like, through infiltration and social engineering? They're like, no! Oh, no. my God. We Why tried it before. You're so in the box, Bethany. We need you out of the box. We need you to, we need you to think outside the trapezoid, you dumb bit. No, Listen, we're not getting, you're not getting any more Nutri-Pellets until <laughs> you come up with a better fucking idea. In fact, Tim's getting your ration of Nutri-Pellets now. Tim's like, look, I got this great idea. We get 4,000 binoculars back to back to back to back to back all the way to Russia. <laughs> and we lean it into Putin's window. Okay. Okay, Tim. You got yourself some extra Nutri-Pellets. What else you got for me? Oh, well, did I tell you? On those binoculars, we've attached a microphone. <laughs> but it's not a regular microphone. Oh, no. It's the best goddamn Dixie cup you could find. What kind of string did we attach? Yarn. <laughs> it's two Dixie cups. <laughs> <laughs> this got so out of control so oh fast. Oh, my God. All right, so project name is... Project Dixie Cup. Project Dixie Cup. That's it. That's <laughs> what it's, it's called Project now. Dixie it's Cup. official. Hey guys, thanks for helping us. <laughs> thanks for helping us figure oh out what God. the fuck we're doing with uh with our project name. So yeah, that was good. Uh yeah, we've been spending a lot of time thinking about Project Dixie Cup. <laughs> I'm glad that we went on this fucking psychotic rant. I almost want to go online now and design like one of the morale patches that like like fighter pilots get. Oh, for like prefer for perform performing within those projects. Yeah, and uh, I want to make one that's Project Dixie Cup. Bro. And like super 80s, so I want it to be like a geodesic dome okay. in space. And there's just like a like a very stylized Dixie cup, mm -hmm. but with like the like the American flag painted on it. Beautiful. And we have to have some like ludicrous Latin saying. Like like the translation has to be like through Dixie, all things are possible, but in oh Latin. Oh my god. It'll be just Latin, then it'll say Dixie. <laughs> the rest in Latin. Through Dixie, all things are possible. And just have like never forget the Dixie. And have like a golden eagle flying outside of the fucking cup, like into space, like the most ridiculous NASA patch you've ever thought of. Oh that's we're God. gonna make it. That's it. I'm super down to do this. And then like the day before the launch of the project, that's gonna be our only Instagram post. It's just gonna be just the morale patch. Oh, that's it. And if people, if you fuckers like it enough, really, really like it enough, we'll think about getting it embroidered for a few select people and maybe putting it up for sale on the Patreon page. Oh, that would be super dope. How fucking awesome would that be? You guys just got like insider baseball into how we do things. Yeah. Also, By the way, this is how all our ideas come. Yeah, we talk a lot instantly, of shit. Yeah. Also, I like that for a second you went full New York. Use guys. Use guys. <laughs> it's a been a weird day. <laughs> I've also been watching a lot of like mafia drama. So Have you really? No. 
Oh, okay. No, I have actually. If you're into mafia no, drama, by the way, or like 50s era type stuff, there's this really, really good movie called Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, with Ed Norton. Yes. Yes. Is it good? I've seen the first 25 minutes of it, and it was I only stopped because we had shit to do. Okay. Whoa. But you recommend the first yeah. 25 minutes hard. Yeah. If the first oh, 25 okay. minutes are any indication of how the rest of the movie goes, watch it. I can't wait. Criminally underrated, by the way. Well, he talked about it a lot. On in the a way that podcast? He was like, yeah, but he was like, this is like a very big passion project for him. He was very, and very. And the fact that so many people like signed on and they were like, right. we'll give you money. Like Bruce Willis signed on to it and was like, y'all finance and shit. Also, like what is his issue in the movie? Is it a... S- he's, um, I think he's got Tourette's. He has Tourette's. That is what it is. Yeah. He has Tourette's. But he's a, he's a PI, right? Yeah. Private eye. Super cool. Um, Which must have been a weird time. Like the 50s? Because when was polio cured? When was polio cured? Hold on. I'm going to try something. Okay. Well, FDR had polio. Can you, like, turn on, like, oh, wake oh, it oh, up oh, for I'm a second? Hold on. We have to talk to our assistant. Okay, Google. See if she'll listen. This fucking bitch. Hold on. Okay, Google. When was polio cured? According to history.com, on March 26, 1953, American medical researcher Drive, Jonas Salk announces on a national radio show that he has successfully tested a vaccine against poliomyelitis, the virus that causes the crippling disease of polio. Well, thank you so So much, Google, our third host. Thank you. So March 23rd of 1956. March 26th 26. of 1953. There you go. Switch yeah, you switched yeah, yeah. the six and the three. Uh, yeah, that's so super dope. 1953, there's a cure for polio. Can you imagine how crazy it must have been to live? What? The noise? Yeah. That's what was the that? fridge. Was that the fridge? Oh, yeah, okay. I, didn't, I was like, there's an electrical outlet that's Just exploding somewhere. No, no, no. It's the fridge. Um, okay. So polio. Can you imagine, like, how weird or crazy must that have been to, like, lived through the era of polio? Like, leading up to the point where they're like, yeah. yo, this is a fucking problem. Like, somebody needs to cure this. Yeah, like, if you get it, there's nothing we can do. You're you just, yeah, you have like polio. You it is degenerative. Yeah, it is degenerative. You will not be able to walk. You will, yeah. Yeah, FDR, if you, if you look at all of his speeches, FDR has never seen walking. He's ever only seen sitting or standing. Because he was able to stand, he just couldn't walk. So they would put him at the podium and then kind of like him reveal him yeah. exactly, and then he would talk and do all his things. But he never wanted anyone to know because he thought that you know obviously it would, it oh, would he's be weak, a very yeah. exactly a weak leader, weak country. Um, it's crazy how perception. <clears throat> but yeah, isn't it? I mean. Just like disease in general, right? Like everything going on with the coronavirus right now. Which, by the way, finally got a name. What did it get? COVID-19. COVID-19? Yes. I like the COVID virus. COVID-19. I like COVID. Like, that's its nomenclature now. I like COVID. Yeah, I like it. I At first, I, like I thought 19. it was Corvus, and I was like, oh, shit, we're getting oh. a crow disease? What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no, yeah, COVID. Side effects, you turn into a bird. <laughs> That's actually really fucked up. <laughs> It'd probably be a really bad but a disease. a giant, though. angry, human-sized bird. Like yeah, but like your bones start hollowing out. Oh, my God. You know how painful that would be? Yeah, horribly painful. You, you would also, I think, collapse. Either. You would just collapse under the weight of your muscle and, well, no, and I tissue. Think that, I think it would turn you into a bird, so you're not going to die. Okay, but come, well, come on. What are we talking about here? Well, you're turning no. into a bird. Yeah, but you know what's probably more painful than that? Growing feathers. Oh, for sure, growing feathers. Also, now, suddenly, affinity for shiny objects that you didn't have before. Mm. And you really like the ability, The ability to keep track of every moving thing around you at the, s- <laughs> at the same true. time. Also, lack of teeth. Now you have a beak. 
No, you haven't. Also, you lost your ears, but the uh, feathers around your ears are now acoustic. So, feathers. in order to grow a beak, would you lose all your teeth and then? I think all your teeth would fuse with your sinuses and just go protrude outwards, probably, and oh. lose your lips, which would be super. That would, everything would be painful here. Everything's painful. Nothing here is fun. Nothing here is. We fun. literally just made it worse than it already. And then you just be a big fucked up weird bird that creature thing doesn't know how to do anything. Stupid bird. Mm, well, so speaking of COVID nineteen, it's gotten a little spicy. It's gotten it. He's building some steam. Just a bit. Just a little bit. Getting those Instagram followers up. You know what we I mean? We got masks back at, at Home Depot finally. Oh, did you? Time. Yes. Because everyone fucking bought and a mask. They're gone now. This is a, it's a, it's nobody's like wearing them by the way. Oh no no, they're just they're buying, buying them just them in case. Shipping them out. Uh, but it's also the same thing with like hurricane supplies when like a big thing happens. People just like fucking rush home. It's like hey, relax a little bit. Yeah. Also, you have containers at home that you can fill with water. There's bathtub, presumably. Bro, toilets. well, the bathtub you want for, like, showering, toilet Yeah, but I'm saying it's, like like it's still a container. Of course, yeah. And also, the tap water mammy is very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. It like, tastes great. Yeah, and it's also uh, it's one of the cleanest water sources. and Because uh, we have the aquifer and everything. So. Hooray for the aquifer. And limestone. <coughs> Filtration. Um, but, yeah, like, there is a record number of people infected with, uh, with COVID-19. It's kind of getting a little nuts. But I wonder if it's I wonder if it has more to do with the like the lethality, like the natural lethality of COVID nineteen. Is it though? Naturally or very lethal? Does it have to do that's the thing. I don't think it's particularly lethal. I think it has more to do with the type of people that it's infecting. Exactly. And the region of the world that it's infecting For sure. them. You know? Because I think one of the biggest things that we've seen with like COVID nineteen, you know, aka the coronavirus, is like it's yes, it is spreading very it's spread very quickly, but it's not in itself a very very potent virus it's not like ebola yeah it's not smallpox it's not it's nothing that's going to just like wipe you out in four days or you're like oh you go from healthy to dead because like ebola burns itself out really quick that's why outbreaks of it are usually like if you can contain them fast enough mm-hmm. it still sucks but it, the virus will burn itself out like it'll kill yeah, it faster does, than yeah it has infect. it has like a um like a half-life to it right it but it also out. has a crazy mortality rate like the fact that ebola is its mortality rate is measured in the high 90 percentile. Like, that's terrifying. Versus coronavirus or COVID-19 measured in, I think, like the current, I think it's like mortality rate is like in like very low single digits, like one to two percent maybe. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Um, but people, it, people just like want to freak out about certain things. I mean, like it is scary. It's more it lethal is. than SARS and more lethal than MERS, and also has a higher infection rate. So sure. R not, by the way. It, I mean, it has the, it has the same infection rate as like the flu. It's it's, it's that easy. Yeah, because it's contract. R. I think it's R not is like two to four, some shit like that. For those of you, by the way, who have not seen the movie Contagion, or who have never studied this because you're not a weirdo like I am, um, the World Health Organization, otherwise known as the WHO, not the band, uh, and the CDC. Uh, they measure the, I think it's the, I think I'm using the right word here. They measure the virility of a disease or a virus yeah. um, with something called an R-naught. Um, an R-naught, and it's not not as in like the knot you tie in your shoes. Um, it, I think the knot stands for zero, so it's N-A-U-G-H-T. Um, the R-naught essentially stands mm-hmm. for um, what is the reproductive rate of this virus? Like how does it, how does it, how many people does it infect? So it's usually a ratio. Right. Yeah. So it'll say like, okay, like the common cold, I think, is like an R naught of I think like one to two or one to three or something. So like one person has it, they can infect two to three people, right? On average. Yeah. The current coronavirus, I think, is about the same, a little bit worse. I think it's like two to four. So like one person can infect two to four people. But assuming yeah. that it's two people, 
That means it infects two people. Like one infects two. Yeah. Then two infect four, four infect eight, and so until it just compounds and it becomes ridiculous like where it is now. Yeah, it just becomes like an exponential you know? amount of growth. But or, the or thing is that it doesn't it doesn't really kill people. No, I mean like it, it kills does, but it kills old people who are already sick. And very young people. And very young people whose immune systems are, or are you know middle not aged developed like yet. young people with very compromised immune systems. Like the doctor that if you're discovered going through cancer it, treatment, if you're yeah. Which super sad by the way that that guy died like that to me that's the type of person who's a hero because not because he was trying to like help people because it's your job you're a doctor well, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the definition of a hero yeah but that well no i'm saying like that's the oath you take that's your job like you you take the oath to not like for sure i think there's no i think harm, there's more right? heroic in that. Yeah, yeah but the fact that someone who is like a chinese citizen lives under that kind of a regime and is still like helping people and also trying to get the word out like to the oh, general yeah. public globally under you know like a basically like a clampdown on information and then dies while doing his job like that guy's a hero yeah that guy's an absolute like that, hero. that's like a, that's the the textbook definition of a hero in a non-emotional sense and like it in a selfless yeah human. Like it's like a selfless yourself. act yeah, yeah he he's like run away well he's like my life isn't more important than the then lives of possibly world. thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, right. if it gets that bad, which I, yeah, I don't really don't think it will ever get that bad. bad. Um, uh, but people are working on cures. Uh, they're also working on treatments. Yeah. Uh, supposedly there's a, um, not a treatment <coughs> right now, Not a, I'm sorry, not a cure. There is a potential treatment being developed that essentially makes you like immune for a certain amount of time. Oh, so basically it just like stops the spread of it. So you're immune, right. so you don't contract it. Exactly. And then it just dies out because it's a virus. So it, it has it has like a lifespan, basically. Yeah. Um, because it needs a host. But it's essentially just, it's like SARS. It's a respiratory infection. Yeah, and it's not even an pneumonia. acute one either. No, it just causes pneumonia in some cases. Yeah. In others, it's just a really bad cold. And then you get over it and you're fine. And then you're done, yeah. Um, well, with all of the craziness going on with the with COVID-19, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it spread and stuff like that. We were talking about diseases that were crazier, scarier, definitely, and have been around longer, and have been around longer, but are very, very rare. Right? Like they're not common. I feel a lot of people don't know, but the coronavirus family is very common. It's a flu family. Yeah. So like that's where your flu. Uh, your when you get a cl- uh, like a seasonal flu, that's coronavirus. But not the cold, by the way. For those of you, I did the research on this months and months ago because I'm a weirdo like that. Um. The common cold is a rhinovirus. It's a what? It's called a rhinovirus. Oh, the common cold? Yeah. That's, it's part of the rhinovirus family. Oh, okay. Um, but it is, in and of itself, it's very unique because once I catch the Just rhinovirus like from you, mm-hmm. I cannot catch it a second time from you. That's strain. Right. Because like your, your body, body learns the immunity. strain mm-hmm. and goes. So essentially, f- to, to paint a very easy picture in your head, all rhinoviruses are the same virus. They just have different social security numbers. That's exactly. It. Your body just doesn't know the, what the next series of numbers is. So it's like meeting it for the first time. But your body responds to it the same way every single time. It's the reason that we cannot come up with a cure for the common cold. Yeah, because it, it is ever-evolving. ever evolving. Right. Ever, but ever we've built an entire industry of making you feel better for the like yeah. three to seven days you'll have it. And then you're fine. Yeah, because your body can deal with it on its own. Yeah. You just want to be able to go to work and you yeah, know, you walk can around. Still, and that's like, that's kind of the hope with more advanced versions of like the flu and stuff like mm-hmm. that is that you can, ju- we can just make a chronic. Mm-hmm. Like I can't cure it, but you can just walk around and be okay with it. Exactly. Yeah. You like know? it just doesn't even matter. Exactly. Um, so you were saying, but yeah, so the flu is a cr- the, the yeah, coronavirus. Flu, yeah. Flu is the coronavirus. Right. Um, now the thing that is really scary about, about the coronavirus is that within that family, there are acute respiratory 
strains of that virus that cause like really, really bad pneumonia effects. Okay. Which is what SARS and pneumonia like effects. Yeah. Which is yeah, what SARS yeah. is. But this is blown SARS out of the water. What was SARS SARS stood for something acute respiratory syndrome? I forget what the original S was. Stupid. No. Super uh, acute. Super acute. I know MERS was Middle East respiratory syndrome. It might have been Why don't you ask Siri? Singaporean? Hey Siri, what does SARS stand for? Because I can't speak today. <laughs> One more time. Also, my series Irish. Hey Siri, what does SARS stand for? SARS means an infectious disease with symptoms including fever and cough, and in some cases progressing to pneumonia and respiratory failure. It is caused by a coronavirus. You did not answer my question. Interesting question. Oh no, that wasn't a question. Hold on, let's see if Google's better. Okay, Google. What does SARS stand for? Here's the definition of SARS. An infectious disease with symptoms including fever and cough, and in some cases progressing to pneumonia and respiratory failure. It is caused by a coronavirus. Neither of these bitches know. Idiots. Fools. You both go to the same schools. (laughs) Ah, I thought you were different, but you're all the same. Morons. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Uh, Let me see. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. SARS. It's an acronym. You're right. Yeah. Also, while you're looking for that, severe acute. Okay, respiratory. so basically, so super it might as well just be super yeah, acute respiratory syndrome. Super Saiyan acute respiratory. You syndrome. know who's coming up with these? The same idiots that work for the CIA. Project Stargazer, project, baby. Project SARS. Uh, like, like, well, what I was saying was, um, side note, same PSA as last time. Please, 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 please. wash your hands twenty seconds or more, continuously. Cough into your elbow or into your shirt. Don't yes. cough into your hands. Do not touch uh, mucous membranes like your eyes, nose, or mouth. Yeah, please. If you see somebody coughing or sneezing, yeah. uh, doesn't matter where they've been, what they look like, mm-hmm. anything. If you yeah. can turn away and walk the other way yeah. and lo- walk out of the room, for sure. Please do. Yeah. Constantly wash your hands. Always wash your hands. I'd if look, you go to the grocery store, for the love of God, all grocery stores where they have the carts have a little dispenser with disinfectant yeah. wipes. It takes. 0.8 seconds yeah. to wipe down the handle. For sure. Just stay healthy, please go. It's it's Believe you know it's really and, and don't get me wrong, we've all been there, right? We've all been out, maybe you're at the mall, you did a little shopping, maybe you had a meal with somebody. You haven't washed your hands the entire time you were out, or maybe you washed them once, but you know, you still you you've collected a lot of stuff throughout your journey yeah, of the day. And we get it. You get home, you want to unwind, you want to relax, maybe you know, tickle your fart box a little bit, but you got to go wash your hands. First, always wash your hands. Always wash your hands. Just like mom and dad taught you. You know? Before you scratch the waves or the butts, make sure you go ahead and wash those paws. It's the same. It's like safe sex, you know? Yeah. If you're not, listen, if you're going to wash your privates, wash your hands. Yeah. Uh, So we were talking about weird, scary, and absolutely pant shittingly terrifying diseases that we've both done research on. I've, one of these is more scary than the other. For, in my opinion. One of mine was a syndrome. M- yours are going to be way scarier than mine. For sure. Because you already mm. told me what yours were. Well, one of them is. <laughs> one of them is terrifying. Well, <laughs> one of them is very terrifying. I hope we're talking about the big H. Ladies oh, and gentlemen. yeah. Drum roll, please. Uh, so, the first, the, uh, the first disease, the one that I picked, is the hantavirus. God, what a fucking... Uh, specifically, the... Andes or the Andes virus, 
uh, which is part of the hantavirus um, family. So tell everybody a little bit about what the fuck hantavirus is. So this it's a is wild ride. so this is uh, as the CDC puts it. Uh, the Andes virus is a type of hantavirus that is found in rodents in South America. People can become ill with Andes virus if they come in contact with the infected rodents on with the infected rodents or their droppings while in South America. So if you find these same rodents outside of South America, nullified, you know? That's it. Uh, no, just kidding. They're still... They're still <laughs> or less commonly, if they have close contact with a person who is ill with the Andes virus infection. Uh, rodents in the United States do not carry this. But symptoms look similar to the flu. Headache, fever, muscle ache, nausea, vomiting, or diarrhea. Um, signs and symptoms of the infection can appear as early as four days or as long as six weeks after exposure to the virus. So super, possibly a super long incub- incubation yeah. period. However, people are typically only infectious while they have symptoms. Okay, So it's not like herpes where you might give it to someone even though you're not breaking out in little mumps and measles. Uh, what is it? Like hantavirus, Andy's virus infection can lead to severe fatal respiratory <laughs> disease in some people. Uh, called hantavirus pulmonary syndrome. Four to ten days after the initial symptoms begin, the respiratory system of HPS can appear. These include coughing, shortness of breath, and fluid in the lungs. They may develop rapidly, and so it is important to seek healthcare immediately. Now, this is kind of <laughs> where it gets kind of fucked up. Treating the Andes virus. There's no specific treatment, cure, or vaccine for HPS. However, Patients can receive supportive care in the hospital to help with Andy's virus symptoms. Those whose infections are recognized early and who get care in an intensive care unit may do better. So you can be in ICU at the best hospital in the country and may do better. In fact, in intensive care, patients with severe difficulty breathing may be intubated and given oxygen to help them get through the period of severe respiratory distress. The earlier the patient is brought to into intensive care, the better. So, Andy's virus basically within four days can fill your lungs completely with fluid, and if left totally unchecked, I think what is the mortality rate? I want to say the mortality rate if left like totally unchecked is like in the like ninety percentile, if not hmm. more. Let me see. Should be a fun one. Where are you? Also, while you're looking for that. For those of you who are closet hypochondriacs, this might not be the best episode. Oh for you to yeah, listen to. you're gonna learn about a bunch of <laughs> nightmare fuel. <laughs> so I picked this one, or the Andes virus, because I feel like it is the, of the same ilk as the coronavirus? As, as coronavirus or or um, so it's like it's really COVID nineteen. Really angry big brother. But yeah, exactly, it's just like the worst version of it. But luckily for everyone, there's a thousand or less cases a year, um, because it really is usually only transmitted through infected rat droppings also we also, we also know how to look for it because the cdc carries samples of it yes uh the rats or mice that would have it show no signs or symptoms because they are unaffected by it hmm. so you could think that it is a totally healthy like rat or something like that and if you touch its droppings and then you know yeah touch a mucous membrane boom. or even just touch the droppings and then it'll i think it, I, I want to say even get close to anything else that would come into contact with your mucous membrane. So like, let's say you don't wash your hands and you touch something that you're eventually going to, you know, use and to drink or something. Like you grab right. your water bottle and move it. And then later on you grab your water bottle and you drink. That might also Ooh, cause an antivirus. infection. Yeah. Good so, uh, but yeah, that was my first one. Oh, uh, one second. My phone died, so I had to 
send my information. You know Millie's going to fucking cut this pause out. What? You know Millie's going to cut this bitch out. Yeah. She's going to come in here and fucking Edward Scissorhands this section. All right. So, mine, uh, while not as terrifying as Hantavirus, at least I don't call it terrifying mainly because of the fact that I have a fear of suffocation because that sucks. Yeah. Um, Mine, I will give you the scientific name for it, and I'm going to try to pronounce this. It is Fibrodysplasia ossificanus progressiva. You're an asshole. What? What? That is Stone Man Syndrome. Oh, I think I've heard of this. I'm going to give you the gist of this. All right, ready? I think I've heard of this. As you get muscle injuries or tears, essentially what your body does is that the muscle is not healed with muscle again. It's healed with bone. Like it calcifies. Yeah. So you basically grow bone in your muscle tissue? Inside of, yeah, like your muscle tissue now becomes calcified instead of being sinew and, and yeah. Dude, no fucking. Yeah. What? Wait till I show you the photo of someone, like a a skeleton of someone that. So what, wait, wait, really quick. What constitutes damage? Like, so if if you do bicep curls, you're damaging your muscle tissue. And they'll, like the tears will calcify. And they'll just turn into not, not like brittle calcium. Like, oh, like I can just put CLR on it. No, it turns into bone. Yeah. Like hard, solid bone, like your teeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm flabbergasted. That's horrifying. Median life expectancy. By the way, it's discovered it usually starts on, like the onset happens around roughly 10 years old. The median life expectancy is around 40 years old. That's actually a lot longer than I thought. Right? I mean, mind you, this is someone that's also probably trying their very hardest to not tear any muscle fiber at all. Yeah, they just don't want to move. Yeah. Um, there's only about 800 confirmed cases worldwide as of two seven as of two seventeen two twenty seventeen. It's been a long day. Um, that works out to about 0.5 cases per million people. So super rare, like super Dude, duper rare. Fuck. What do you even? I'm gonna attempt to use your phone since I don't know how to use a phone. Uh, Slide up. Okay. And then how do I open a new tab on Safari? Oh, no, this is Google Chrome. So it's oh, going to be the go bottom number, tab. and then it's going to be a little plus sign. Got it. And you know what to do. Uh, I'm sorry. You have yeah. Chrome on your phone, right? Yeah. It's the better browser. It is. It's just the better browser. Um, that, is a fu- that is like a disease out of fucking like myth. It's, it's like a medieval... It's like a medieval curse. That's the kind of shit that would happen to people and be like, oh, fuck, that guy's a gargoyle. Yeah, like a witch. Exactly, yeah. That's where those myths come from. People having fucking stone man disease. Where the fuck? Uh, Let me see. Sorry, the usual onset is before age 10. Dude, what do you tell your your child if you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, look, this is You're going to make it to 40 and you can never do anything other than play video games and sit at home. Yeah, for sure. But like that conversation is far, 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 far. Far more emotional. I mean, I think that conversation. God damn it! I think that conversation probably needs to be had with the doctor. Yeah, obviously. And usually, a, a very well-trained pediatric specialist who will probably call in a social worker or pediatric. No, pediatric psychologist probably. Yeah, to be like, how can I explain to you that you're not going to live as long as mommy and daddy? We're probably not going to cover that. How am I going to explain to you that your bone, that your muscles are going to turn to bone, bone and you're going to be in excruciating pain for the rest of your life, and eventually you'll just not be able be to, able to move. move at all? Yeah, you'll you'll basically be a full body cast. Yeah, forever. When you die. Wait, I'm not. I'm going to show you the picture last. Oh, damn it. Um. So this is what it oh, says. But if you get a heart on too fast, and fucking. I mean, hey, talk about having a boner. 
hey, you open the door. All I have to now do. Now you is really got to get out. Now you got to get out. Get the hell out of now here. Now you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. So the disorder is caused by a mutation of the body's repair mechanism, which causes fibrous tissue, including muscle, tendon, and ligaments, to be ossified spontaneously or when damaged. Spontaneously, by the way. So it might just do it by itself because fuck you. That's why. Your body's just like, hey, we want to turn to stone today. Yeah. Enjoy. In many cases, otherwise minor injuries can cause joints to become permanently frozen in place as new bone forms and replaces the damaged muscle tissue. This new bone formation, known as heterotropic ossification, eventually forms a secondary skeleton and progressively restricts the patient's ability to move. Circumstantial evidence suggests that the disease can cause joint degradation separate from its own characteristic bone growth. Oh, so it's fucking your it's fucking your bones up yeah. and your joints up whenever it wants, and it's fucking creating calcification with uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Surgical removal of the extra bone growths has been shown to cause the body to repair the affected area with even more bone. Although the rate of bone growth develops differently depending on the patient, the condition ultimately leaves those affected in a frozen position, as new bone replaces musculature and fuses with the skeleton. Some patients have unsuccessfully attempted to position their bodies in a position they would prefer to be locked in during a flare-up. That's exactly what I was going to ask you right now. Insensitive question. What position would you want your body to be in? <laughs> if that Laying be frozen. down on my left-hand side. No, no, no. I like, if you had to, like, what articulated position uh-huh. would you want your body to be in if it was stuck like that forever? Like, forever? would you want your arm to be straight or would you want your arm to be bent like C-3PO? No, laying down on my left-hand side. Put me in a bed. Because at least I can be comfy. So you want to literally be like stock straight? No. I'll, I'll, can I demonstrate? Yeah, go on. I'll explain it for people who can't see because no one can. Yeah, yeah. So Elias is, Elias is laying down. Elias is laying down on the floor, which is the bed in this situation. Uh, he is laying down on his left side, as he as he said he preferred. Yes. So, okay. So he's now putting. He's on his left side. He's chicken winging his left arm and placing it underneath his head. There would be a, a, a pillow on top. He wanted me to mention this. Be, there'd be a pillow on top, just in case people were judging him for not using a pillow or something. Uh, and then he would uh, basically be in a somewhat fetal-like position, knees at 90, um, with his other hand, his right hand, alongside running parallel to his chicken wing left, for sure. Oh, hold on, actually. Yeah, let me take a second. Um, okay. One. I'm a little short, short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look super peaceful. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. This is, this is a good position. Yeah. It's a solid position. I well. mean, I, I just figure, like, if I'm stuck like this forever, as you mentioned, then um, if I'm going to be stuck like that forever, I want to at least be like, well, I'm dying like this. So I'm going to die in bed, comfy, looking either out of a window or at a TV or at my loved ones. All right. And now, where the hell? Oh, God. How does one? Oh, here, camera. This is your position? So yeah, James James would have his right arm and his l- right leg bent at ninety degrees with his essentially his knee and his elbow almost touching. There's about a foot between them. And then his left leg and left arm are extended almost, I'd say, perpendicular to the rest of his body. Um, And his head would be resting on essentially his bicep, like where his bicep meets his elbow. He'd basically be, his temple would be right there. 
Apparently, James is saying that the only pillow he's ever needed is his bicep. Words of a strong man. I'm going to take a photo now. There you go. Got it. Getting I was going to say, I was like, flex that ass. <laughs> you flex. That's America's ass. I was gonna say, that's America's ass. Dumbass. <laughs> All right, give me the thing so I can keep reading. There's more information. My, 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 my position, my, my, the position I would rather be stuck in looks the sexiest <laughs> looks thing I've like I've, I've been like dramatically slapped by my spouse and I've hit the ground like, ah, uh, like I want to put a little word bubble. Just like, uh. Uh. let me see. <laughs> by the way, I love that the ramblings of our madness are being recorded for people to fucking for enjoy. Really. Also, you must really love us if you're listening and watching all of this uh, fucking lunacy. Wait, what do you do now? I'm going to read you really quick signs and symptoms. Oh, okay. Well, just the first paragraph because, whoa. Just in all case right. you've ever been worried that you're literally turning to stone. Yeah. For unknown reasons, children born with FOP often have deformed big toes, sometimes missing a joint or, in other cases, simply presenting with a notable lump at the minor joint. The first flare-up that leads to the formation of FOP bones usually occurs before the age of 10. The bone growth progresses from the top of the body downward, just as bones grow in fetuses. A child with FOP will typically develop additional bones, starting at the neck, then at the shoulders, arms, chest area, and finally at the feet. Fuck. Fuck every second of everything I just read. It starts from your neck? And just my neck, my my back, back, my my pussy, and my crack. Stone Cooch! Alternate name for the project. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. You haven't fuck a statue, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure it's illegal. <laughs> uh, right, your turn. Yeah, that was fucking way worse oh, than wait, mine. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me open the thing because I want to show you the photo. Oh, fucking God damn it. I can't even imagine what the photo looks like. Bro, that is, that's, a, that's a horrible existence. Remember that there was life before you... And again, you, hey, it hey, makes hey. me like the coronavirus. <laughs> I know. Suddenly, it seems like a better suddenly choice. Suddenly, not that bad. There was life before knowing that this happened. Oh, Jesus. And now there's going to be life after knowing what it looks like. No, 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 no. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude with a capital D. That guy's been dead as fuck, but like... That's a Yoli skeleton. Bro, that's all bone? Yep. It looks. It literally looks like like cloth. Like someone like like chiseled the or like armor, like like your whole skeletal structure is covered in like a bone armor, but like you can't. M- oh my god, look how deformed his elbow is. It kind of makes me wonder though, and I know this is really fucked up. What if you had somebody who was like in their like late thirties who had like a bunch, like they're frozen in place, like they're made of bone basically. Yeah. Are they more armored? Like, can they take a greater amount of impact? I'm. It's bone, right? It's it's of the same caliber of bone as your. St- Skeletal structure, so I'm assuming whatever impact you that would normally take, I think you'd still take damage. But would that bone have nerve endings in it? Like if you broke one of your like armor have, plates, would I it have hurt? no idea. But I mean, you definitely have more. I mean, vital organ protection, right? Because yeah. instead of just being muscle, it's now fucking solid bone. Yeah, dude. But I mean, then again, again, solid bone, also, easy to break. Are you heavier? And if so, how much? Is bone heavier than muscle? I think muscle is more dense. So I don't it's know if that means it's heavier. Well, I mean, a higher density would increase yeah. your weight, wouldn't it? Yeah, true. Because it's more mass yeah. packed into your, your, in one your space. M- your muscular structure is probably heavier than your skeletal structure. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I There's would also say you have more muscle than 
bone. You have more muscle than bone, for yeah, sure. Right? Because okay. you're basically just also. <laughs> I was like, I was like, unsure. You, oh, please you've seen, help. You've seen those. <laughs> you've seen those really weird motivational things. That's like you're a. What's it called? You're a. Con- what was it? You're a conscious. <laughs> Were you about to call me a cunt? No, <laughs> you're, you're a, a conscious cunt? jellyfish piloting a a magical skeleton wrapped in meat armor. You can do oh, anything. That's great. <laughs> you're a magic jellyfish. You're, a, you're a magic jellyfish. Pilot. What was it? Pilot. Piloting a meat. Uh, a meat suit in case. Or no. Pi- uh, you're a, t- a magi- you're a magical a jellyfish piloting a skeleton. Oh, an electric skeleton an electric encased skeleton in a meat in an armored meat suit. Bro, that's so funny. <laughs> you <laughs> can do anything. The other day, I was doing a. I was just doing like a vicious fucking leg workout, and. Uh, and the one thing that was getting me through certain moves that were just like fucking burning my legs out were all the only thing I could think about were like, they're just meat pistons. Make them work. <laughs> just make your meat pistons work. Slam those meat pistons. <laughs> That's all that was going through my fucking head. What choices <laughs> in life led you to the point that you uh, would utter the words meat pistons? Meat piston. Because I was like, what is like a super fucking basic... Mechanical like, concept? Mechanical concept that I can basically put on my legs right now. Like, or... Like put the idea of for my legs in my brain that would make it really easy for me to kind of push through the pain of it. Where it's like a piston doesn't care about pain, right? As long as there's fuel, it's going. It's just going, right? And so these are just pistons, but they're covered in meat. They're my meat pistons and they got to go. And I'm giving them gas and they got to (laughs) go. Anytime you're going to go for a run now, just remember, got to rev up these meat pistons, baby. Dude, I yeah, brother. I started laughing when I was done with like one of the sets and Christy was walking by and I had to like, she was like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, I literally just referred to my legs as meat pistons for a minute <laughs> through this horrible, through this horrible set. And now oh. every time she sees me going, she's like, you move those meat pistons, baby. Do you it. get them going. That's not what she sounds like, by the way. That's um, not what she sounds like. It just sounds like Before we move on to your next horrible fucking nightmare virus. Yeah. Can we talk for a, a brief second about like the lunacy of how powerful the human body is? The like, what? like how crazy it is that the human body is as powerful as it is, and you don't realize it until you need it. Like the story of that lady who, like, her she was in a car accident, and her car flipped over, and her kid was still inside, and she literally lifted like a three thousand pound SUV. Oh yeah, she like didn't flip it or anything, but she like picked it up enough, enough to get the, the baby out. Yeah, and I'm like, stop. You mean to tell me that a woman that was like maybe a buck 30, a buck 40 soaking wet, lifted a 3,000 pound car like two or three feet off the ground for she a second. She didn't lift all 3,000, but yeah. Uh, she, uh, moved uh, she, she moved two thirds of it. At least 2,000 pounds. Okay. She moved a metric ton and just yeah. moved it and was like, nope. Yeah. She deadlifted it, basically. Yeah. That's... And people get like are impressed when like a bodybuilder like, yo, that guy deadlifted mm-hmm. 700 pounds. And that I'm lady, like, I bet you that lady though I'm was... Like, Either no, injured, broken. No, broken. That lady for sure injured. That lady tore yeah. every ligament in her back and legs. Because you're basically like the adrenaline. The adrenaline is like allowing you to it just block out the pain no, yeah, of it just the injury. The pain button for a second. Like, hey, yeah. don't worry about that. You'll deal with that shit later. But it's like when you see like a mechanical arm that like can lift it, but it starts to break. It like, starts it's, like yeah, it, it keeps like, going. Yeah, like, but it keeps. It's like that. But yeah. that's bonkers that's to nuts. me that like professional athletes will deadlift hundreds of pounds, and people are like, "Whoa, you're the strongest person in the world," and I'm like, "Nah." Karen from <laughs> yeah. fucking Idaho is the strongest person in the world. Dude, that bitch deadlifted 3,000 pounds. You know what she had for breakfast? A bagel. Yeah. <laughs> a bagel and some Starbucks you iced coffee. 12,000 calories of fucking yeah. like protein powder. Which is what makes like, so if adrenaline can do that with a person, now imagine what adrenaline does in like a tiger. 
Someone the other day put a shower thought on Reddit, by the way, that was like, do you know that nobody has ever seen the world's strongest gorilla? Because it doesn't exist. Because gorillas don't work out. Can you imagine a gorilla that had a bodybuilding routine? Do you know how big that thing would be? Do you know how strong a, like I mean, a trained gorilla would be? I think be? it's naturally... It naturally works out because they're constant, like, pulling up trees. Well, it's not just that. I mean, they're, they're, the density of their muscle fiber yeah. is like... No, their DNA does it for them. No, Astronomical. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've seen a silverback's for forearm. Sure, yeah. It's the size of my... Ch- my but they're also not eating all the other bullshit that we eat, right? Like, this yeah. is something... I was actually having this conversation... That's how my dad, by the way, really? used to get me to eat vegetables. He's like, you want to grow big and strong? And I was like, yeah. He goes, what do gorillas eat? And I was like, plants. He goes, right, they eat their plants. veggies. Have you seen how big a gorilla is? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, can you imagine if a gorilla could eat meat? By the way, you know that most... Like, how would you say it in multiple... Most herbivores, I guess I would, I would put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, most herbivores also actually eat when they get a chance to. They'll eat meat. They're yeah. also carnivorous. Yeah, like but squirrels will eat. Squirrels will eat mice. Horses will eat mice. And generally squirrels like speaking, yeah. like gorillas yeah. are vegetarians for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for sure. They eat leafy greens and they will crush your head mm-hmm. like a grape. You know who also crush your head like a grape? Uh, the thighs of Not a even professional female bodybuilder. That and also a chimpanzee. Yeah. But a, rip your fucking arm off. but a chimpanzee will rip your arm off, beat you half to death with it, shove it up your ass, rip your face off and to wear it like a mask, and then eat your nose, yeah. and then eat you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he'll crush your head. And then sodomize you. Yeah. Have you seen, by the way, a hairless chimp? No. It looks like Bruce Lee. Does it really? Not facially, because that's weird, but like muscular, mus- muscular wise, <laughs> it is the most ripped thing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, no, and it can gorillas absolutely destroy things. Gorillas are just girthy. Like, they're just big boys. Yeah, I mean gorillas are even stronger. They look like they have fucking like computer monitors for fucking watching forearms. gorillas fight. It's terrifying. You know what's scarier oh, than that though? Have you ever seen like those interviews with gorillas? Like interviews with gorillas. <laughs> the yeah. National Geographic so where they're interviewing a gorilla researcher, and like the gorilla will channel like cha- channel. He'll pick the one person in the group that he's like, I'm taking you for two seconds over here to where I am. Oh, and they'll just walk yeah. up. Yeah. They'll pick up a 200-pound man by his ankle and, like, flip them back on his back and be like, you're coming with me, and mm-hmm. just drag them like it's dragging, like a stick. Literally nothing just you can do. And th- they won't go far. They'll take him, like, 12 mm-hmm. feet into the bush and just sit next to him and go, he mine, friend. He mine, yeah. And you're like, don't move. And don't even look at him. Although, that's literally you're not allowed to look at gorillas. No, no, you're directly no eye contact. challenging them. Same with chimps. Yeah, they all. That's why they, you do, like, the thing where, like, you kind of look peripherally at mm-hmm. them until they grab your face. Also... You don't ever want to show digits. Really? Chimps hate digits. So I knew I used to know this girl what? who worked who worked with chimps a lot. She was a she's so a biologist. They can never see your fingers. A lot of them don't like it. I don't know why. A lot of them have this thing with like taking off appendages. Like one of the things that chimps like doing is biting things off. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll bite people's fingers off, toes off, nose, like any protrusion so they bite weird. off. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know why. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I'm just, I'm just dumb and I don't fucking know. But they like to bite appendages off. And sometimes like if you show hands, they get aggressive. So you have to kind of do like what they do where you have to like pet with like knuckles and stuff. Or you just, yeah, or you just don't show, you just don't show your hands if they're not comfortable with you, right? So some of the handlers are like, I can show bottles. them, uh, I can hands. be around them because I've been around them for years. They're I'm used, used to, to them. Yeah. But you're a random fucking person. Put your hands in your pockets. Exactly. Hands in beds. Because <laughs> even if they're in a cage, like they might just have an emotional outburst. They might just start freaking out because they want to fucking bite them off. Because they're like, so fuck that thing. Why do you have those things? I don't know how we started talking about fucking chimpanzees. Huh? 
We're talking about disease, and we went into a whole tangent about chimps. Because we were talking about the skeletal structure, and then I went into how crazy human, like how strong humans are, and then we went into like, nah, humans ain't that strong. Gorillas are, and then you're like, and then nah, we went into gorillas aren't scary. Chimps are crazy. You see, it's a fucking timeline. God damn it! Woo! All right, all right, so right Millie, you decide if you want to take all the chimpanzee shit out. Exactly. <laughs> you make it a Patreon exclusive. Uh, Who knows? So, What's next horrific virus that is worse than the coronavirus and makes you think that the coronavirus is way better to have than this. The Marburg... Oh, you brought Marburg into this? Hemorrhagic? Yep, that's the word. The Marburg hemorrhagic fever, mm-hmm. or Marburg HF. Yep. Ah, You know yes. who its closest cousin is, right? No. Biggie. Oh, really? Ibiz? Yeah. Huh? Ebola? Yep. So, after an incubation period of five to ten days... Symptom onset is sudden and marked by fever, chills, headache, and malaysia. M- oh, no, I'm sorry. Ma- myalgia. <laughs> you turn yeah. into the country of Malaysia. You, you become a Malaysian person. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, you're Malaysian, and you also have a fever and headaches. Myalgia. I, I was going to say what I thought was Which Malaysian is, by the name, way, by the way an annoyingly scientific word for muscle pain. Okay. literally all it is, is muscle and joint pain. Uh, around the fifth day after the onset of symptoms, a maculopular, macu... Do you need a lifeline? M-A-C-U-L-O-P-A-P-U-L-A-R. Macupapular. 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 Rash. Here. I'll highlight it. Oh, here we go. Macupapular. Maculopapular. Maculo? Maculopapular. Maculopapular. You was messing you up. Which Damn, is also a fancy word for reddish. <laughs> for red what? If it's just like a red rash. Like it's just a rash. Uh, rash. Most prominent on the trunk, chest, back, stomach. Uh, nausea, vomiting, chest pain, sore throat, abdominal pain, diarrhea. Symptoms become increasingly severe and can include jaundice, inflammation of the pancreas, severe weight loss, delirium, shock, liver failure, Massive hemorrhaging and multi-organ dysfunction. <laughs> they were just like, "Hey, what are w- like naming the top twenty-one things that can kill you?" And <laughs> we're, we're just all of that. Going to do all of it <laughs> because many of the signs and symptoms of Marburg HF are similar to those of other infectious diseases such as malaria or typhoid fever. Clinical diagnosis of the disease can be difficult, especially if only a single case is involved. The case fatality rate for Marburg. HF is between 23 and 90 percent. So, <laughs> which is the, the biggest fucking percentage range I've ever seen. So it's either, you know, kind of like pr- pretty serious, and like 23 percent is actually really serious, I think, uh, to 90 percent, which is like a fucking horrible pandemic. I think in like the modern world, like nowadays, if you like, it's it's rare enough you have to go and get it. Yeah. Oh, so uh, going to happen to you. So in 2014, Marburg uh, had an outbreak in Uganda. There were 197 contacts. Um, let's see. In 2012, there was another outbreak in Uganda. Okay, Uganda, <laughs> Uganda, really bad with with Marburg. Jesus. Uh, oh, there was a Marburg case in 2008 in the United States. CDC Viral Special uh, Pathogens Branch uh, respectively diagnosed a case of Marburg HF in a U.S. traveler who was hospitalized, discharged, and fully recovered. Uh, Initial testing of samples collected during the patient's acute illness in January 2008 did not initially show evidence of Marburg virus infection. Testing of a covalence sample indicated a possible previous infection. That's fucking nuts. So how do you spread, really quick, just in case anyone's curious about this, because risk of exposure... 
oh, these motherfuckers. People who have close contact with African fruit bats. What is it with bats? Bro, bats. Because that's how coronavirus happened. Or the COVID-19. COVID is it bats? Yeah. They were apparently. They even. I read an article. Bats have a ton they, of. Uh, they apparently found the cave, like the origin cave of where the bats that have the disease came from. Fuck. I, have no I don't know what it is with. And this is not. Listen, this is not a slight on people of of Chinese origin or anything like that, or of Asian origin. Period. But like, dog, there comes a point where you got to stop eating weird shit. Like, we have McDonald's. We can feed you. Oh, but Get you a Big Mac. Okay, but do you know the story of the Wuhan? Province? Wasn't it like an open air market or something like that? No, dude. Okay, so this spot, this spot in China, Wuhan. Not gonna lie, kind of want to know what bat tastes like, but not at the risk of getting a no, yeah, disease or virus. Yeah, like, hey, like you chicken. want all your fucking organs to shut down? Yeah. Uh, no. So in Wuhan, it was an extremely impoverished area of China. Right. I'm talking about like the ghetto, like worse than the no, ghetto? no, 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 third no, no, world no, no, country no, 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 ghetto. No. Like, hey, uh, we're not eating tonight if we don't find some shit to eat. Oh, so fuck, okay. we got to find some shit to eat. Look which at is, that. Which <laughs> is how the culture in Wuhan started about the way they eat. They fucking eat everything. They will literally eat anything and everything they can get their hands on. So one of the things that they started eating were... Bats. The bats. So that's how it spread in Wuhan because the culture there was kind of just so... But that's what I'm getting at. Like, dire. If we could fucking airdrop fucking Pop-Tarts and, like, peanut butter and shit and MREs to Afghanistan and Iraq, mm -hmm. like, we can make a deal with the Chinese government. Like, you guys make a bunch of iPods. Like, can we maybe drop some big oh, The Chinese government didn't even want anyone knowing there was a fucking virus outbreak at all. I know that. But so like you think they're going to allow Americans to fly planes no, over? No, no, no. We make a deal with them. Like, we'll supply you motherfuckers with a McDonald's. You idiots get in your stupid planes and drop them. It's your airspace. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. God, I hate the Chinese government. There's so many fucking Yo, people in that country. They don't give a shit. Fuck the Chinese government. Oh, for sure. Fuck like, the Chinese fuck government. Fuck them hard. Like, yeah. I know we normally don't get political on here. I know, but with listen, stuff like this, but yeah, but fuck, fuck the Chinese, the Chinese government. Come fucking the idiots. Fuck on, dude. Morons. Uh, but yeah, so Marburg HF fucking terrible is terrible because that's the longest list of shit that can go wrong with your body I've like, ever heard. It's like, oh, you know, fever, diarrhea, vomiting, headache, uh, jaundice, failure. inflammation of the pancreas, liver failure. <laughs> it just gets worse it, and worse and worse. I feel like they just. <laughs> It's like a it's it like a fucking herpes guys, ad. It was the same guys that came up with the project names. <laughs> Somebody just left a bunch of medication and they're like, what are all the fucking side effects? You know what? Just put all of these on there. Just do it. Just Who random shit? shit. They're like itchy eyeballs. <laughs> Hemorrhagic fever. Like what <laughs> both suicidal thoughts. At the same time. <laughs> Your feet fall off. <laughs> um so yeah, that's Marburg, which is one of the erections lasting longer than four, four hours. hours. How the fuck? Like, this is bullshit. Um, but yeah, I saw that one. And I was like, "Oh, that's like that's he died dude. like he lived, hard as a rock." <laughs> Are you talking about Stone Man disease again? Both. What is the name of that again? The scientific name for Stone Man? Oh, I can't pronounce that off the top of my head. Uh, give me your, give me your phone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just maybe because it was like a fucking 26 syllable. It is <laughs> Latin word. Fucking super califragilistic. So what's your uh, bring us home? Might affect a guest that we had on here once. What? Yeah. And oh. not just a guest, but a dear friend of ours. Very, very curious as to who this could be. All right. So I'm going to tell you what it is, and you tell me who you think has it. Okay, got it. All right. The scientific name is Aquagenic Ur... ur I promise we practiced these before. They're just really hard They're words. They're fucking hard. They're very hard words. Okay, okay yeah. 
I think I got it now. Sand it, sound, sound it out, but with the brain of a Greek philosopher. Ah, yes. Aquagenic urticaria. Oh. Or urticaria. J, clearly. Right. You already knew? No. That was totally a shot in the dark. Seriously? What? We've had three guests. I, I know. one. I did 33.3333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333333
Oh, cause she's like, because her th- her throat would swell up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? I, bro, when I heard, when I first heard what she had, I was like, there's no way this is real. There's no way you could be allergic to water. You're, you're made of water. You're like, yeah, you're 70% you're water. You're made of water. I don't know what, I don't know what, it, but it's fucking true. It's true. Okay, she was, well. she was alert. Like she literally had an an allergy bracelet that was like, hey, I have. It had like the name of the the disorder, and then all obviously like the explanation for it. But I was like, holy shit, life's hard, huh? Dude, fuck life. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you get coronavirus? Are you are you feeling like flu like symptoms? Fluey. All well, all you're allergic to water. Yeah. No. I know. Really. Oh. I guess we you're were, not doing that bad. Yeah, because we were going to give you a saline solution, but we didn't know how it was going to react with your fucking veins. <laughs> yeah, but you might die. Idiots. Uh, so this is the cause for itchy rash when, had contact, when having contact with water, because that's what we're going to call it now. <laughs> the exact underlying cause of aquagenic urticaria is poorly understood. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> As of 2016. What do you know about it? Don't know. Guess it's poorly understood. <laughs> Got it. Roger that. As of 2016, the main scientific ideas about the cause are that the person is reacting to tiny amounts of an unknown substance dissolved in the water or that the water interacts with or combines with an unknown substance present in in or on the skin and that the person's immune system is reacting to this compound. Despite the common name water allergy, this condition cannot be a true allergy to water, especially given that the body is largely composed of water. Okay, so it's not actually... So maybe she was just bullshitting you. No, or maybe she has whatever this is, and, and it's like it's a, it is a mix maybe, of yeah. whatever it is. Uh, diagnosis. What if this? No, <laughs> it no. sounds like a really bad like Shyamalan movie, like The Happening, where it's like the trees are killing people. It's like oh, the water's killing water people, is killing people. Kind of because we're polluting the oceans. The water's fighting back. Gotta die. Also, this is the voice I make when I pitch a movie. A movie written entirely by social justice warriors? <laughs> and M. Night Shyamalan. Okay, got and it. And M. Night Shyamalan. There is no treatment that will permanently rid the person of symptoms of itchy when in contact with water. But healthcare providers can prescribe a medication to calm the hives and breakout. Most treatments are used to lessen the effects of the disease to promote more comfort when the body must come in contact with it. So they'll give you things like oral histamines, uh, topical cortical steroids, um, phototherapy. Uh, barrier creams, things like that. What the I'm sorry, fuck roll is back. Well, yeah, I was about to be like, roll back real quick. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> We're not sailing past that one. Hey, listen, you know what? You need, you know, you need to take ten selfies a day if you want to drink water today. Okay. <laughs> get a half. You want to go in the pool? You want to get your wawa? Take selfies. Yeah. <clears throat> so otherwise known as light therapy. This sounds oh, okay. like something that Gwyneth Paltrow is selling. I should have understood photos um, like photons. Yeah, that makes sense. Light therapy or phototherapy. Uh, classically referred to as heliotherapy, as in Helios, the sun, yeah. consists of exposure to daylight or to specific wavelengths of light using polychromatic polarized light, lasers, light-emitting diodes, otherwise known as LEDs, fluorescent lamps, dichroic lamps, or very bright full-spectrum light. The light is administered for a prescribed amount of time and in some cases at a specific time of day. Who the fuck invented this treatment, Mysterio? Must have been... <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh, well, you know what? We're going to go read the history about this. Many ancient cultures <coughs> practiced various forms of heliotherapy, including the people of ancient Greece, ah. ancient Egypt, and ancient Rome. The Inca, Assyrian, and early German settlers also worshipped the sun as a health-bringing deity. Wait, what? What does that have to do with anything? 
I'm just reading you the history, baby. That's all. I'm oh, that's the history of, of Helio. Yeah. Indian medical literature dating back, holy shit, to 1500 BCE mm. describes a treatment combining herbs with natural sunlight to treat non-pigmented skin areas, a.k.a. your butthole. <laughs> Buddhist literature from about 200 CE and the 10th century Chinese documents also make similar references to light therapy. What is CE? Common era? Yes. Uh, let me is, see. That what, is that what AD is now? Well, what? AD? AD is now common era. Anus Domine. Yeah. That's where we're at now. No, 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 no. But they changed it, didn't they? No, I think it's still AD. I think we're still Anu Domine. They changed one of the... One of the... Like the, the year titles? Like the Yeah. Title. I think that they changed BC before Christ. Is Christ not the standard anymore? I don't think so. I think they did. Did they really? We have to find out. We will By find the way, out. to answer your question... The Faroese physician Niels Finsen is believed to be the father of modern phototherapy. Yep. He used short wavelength light to treat lupus vulgaris, a skin oh, infection shit, caused by mycobacterium tuberculosis. He thought that the beneficial effect was due to ultraviolet light killing the bacteria, but recent studies showed that his lens and filter system did not allow such short wavelengths to pass through, leading Oh, leading instead to the conclusion that light of approximately 400 nanometers generated reactive oxygen that would kill the bacteria. So he was right. But he, he just, just didn't, didn't have the right equipment. Got it. So he, didn't, fucking, bro, so he knew what to do, him? but he didn't stick the landing. But hey, got it. props, dog. Hey. To say like, yo, I'm going to kill bacteria with sunlight, light. baby. The best disinfectant ever. I'm going to kill you with light, bitch. That's right. No more dark, ho. Call me Mr. Photon. I hope one day you become a successful street pimp and I you can know? name you... Mr. Photon. <laughs> Mr. Photon needs money, bitch. <laughs> Put it in my hand, bitch. Why ain't that ass working? <laughs> I'm going to show you the light. My hand faster than the speed of light is why they call me Mr. Photon. Where's my baby powder? <laughs> what did the fire fingers say to the face? By the way, what is the point of baby powder when you... No, I'm not going to ask no, you that question. Because we're totally off track. Super. By the way, so we kind of wanted to talk about uh, these diseases and have like this topic for to this week. To let you know. To let you know that things can, one, always be worse. Two, before freaking out about something, do your research on it yeah. and and figure out exactly what it is because it's not as serious as everyone's making Sorry. it out to be. Um, and also, you know, diseases are really fucked up. I guess can be number three. I don't know what number three is, but it's the first two really mainly. Um, because like the, everything about the coronavirus is like just getting crazier and crazier. So we figured like we need to kind of set the record straight a little bit as to the severity of what the coronavirus is. And then, you know, comparatively how bad it could get to like what, what we're dealing with at the very moment. Okay. So hey, really quick. Excuse you. Sorry. Whoa. One of the, one of the whoa, executive producers whoa. getting real mad. Hold on. Hey, Molly, act like you've been there before. Huh? She's something else, let me tell you. Oh, she's a firecracker, that one. I'm telling you. Fucking 85 years old, still kicking like a mule. So since we're talking about basically not freaking out about the coronavirus, obviously be cautious. It, If it's not in your state, if it's not anywhere near your state, yeah. obviously, like, relax. Go about mm -hmm. life as normal. Um, and know that even if it is in your state, it's, it's again... It's not the end of the world. You have modern American medical technology to lean on, and you're fine here. Also, uh, side note, we'll change this. 
I was pronouncing it wrong. I added an R for, I guess, phonetic reasons because my brain thought it sounded better. It's not COVID-19. It's COVID-19. COVID-19. Yes. yes. Um, COVID. COVID. Which sounds better to me? COVID does sound better to me. It, it adds, more, uh, adds more fluff to the word. So, now that we have spoken about diseases and such, it is time to enter... Weird news. All right, we'll find it one day, but it's good. That's good. Yeah, we're 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 still getting it. It's still good. What weird news you got for me? Apparently, in Mexico, some sort of a strange creature washed up shore. What kind of weird... Wait, so like a sea creature, I'm yes, assuming? Yes. Washed up on shore? Uh, it is described as an eyeless creature with a dolphin-like head. But it looks like an eel, but with literally like a dolphin's head filled with like razor-sharp teeth and no eyeballs. And this is a real thing that was found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a real story. I'm going to show you like the photos of it. Yeah, no, I definitely need to see the photos. Um, apparently, Because so I'm, I'm imagining a, yeah. a dolphin who's had his eyes ripped out attached to a more But there's eel no body. fins anywhere on this thing. Literally just looks like a tube. Like a sea snake? Kind of, but with giant teeth on the end of it. Okay, I need to see this thing. Essentially, a thing you'd not want to discover in the ocean. Do they not know what it is? Not as of yet. Not, not what I'm reading oh from. Okay, so the discovery took place on the beach at... I think I'm pronouncing this right. Destiladeras on Mexico's Pacific coast. So oh, okay, cool. So on the western coast. Yeah. <laughs> the western coast of Mexico. The left coast. Uh, shocked locals discover the creature which they believe may have come from the depths of the ocean. Yeah. 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> um, I uh, mean, if it has no eyes, it's definitely from the bottom, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, there are creatures down there that have eyes, but they're, but like they're useless. useless yeah. Yeah. Uh, an odd creature with dolphin-like head, sharp fanged teeth, and a long snake-like tail has washed up on the beach. Shocked locals found the mysterious animal on the Destiladeras beach on the Pacific coast of Mexico, but no one has been able to identify it. According to local reports, the animal does not have eyes, prompting some in the precinct to believe that it may as well come from deep somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, where no light penetrates and eyes are not needed. If uh, that that is the case... It also means it's been down there long enough for it to completely evolve, evolve past eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I need to see a picture of this fucking yeah. thing. According to the local media, the animal was photographed after it had already been found by people walking on the beach who initially thought it was just a dead dolphin. It was only when they got closer they realized that something was different. None of the fishermen interviewed by local media, however, could remember ever seeing anything like it previously. However, they did mention that in Puerto Vallarta, there is a marine area with more than a th- that's more than 1,000 meters deep, and it could have possibly come from there. Holy shit. So it's, what, 3,000 feet deep? About, yeah. Local media confirmed that nobody had been able to identify the strange animal at the time of the writing of this article, but there were also no reports in the media suggesting that it was a fake. So no one's taking credit if it is a fake. Um, Let me see this thing. What if you're swimming you're like, oh baby, look, it's the little dolphin. It's just like this eyeless, teeth-filled monster. Scroll down so you can actually see the length of it. This is what its head looks like. It's a scary looking mofo. Oh my god, it does look like a dolphin. Yeah, It has like a, a bottle nose. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. But, e- but it has its eel teeth for sure. Yeah. That's crazy Big eel, teeth. eel teeth. Oh, what the? F- oh, I can see why someone would think it was a dolphin. Yeah. But it's 
I mean, it definitely looks like an eel though, because it has like a, it's it has like an eel like yeah. tail it does. basically. Like it almost looks like it has like little fins on the end of the tail. But dude, it looks like a bottlenose dolphin, mm-hmm. like in the front, like it's shaped, and like it's even even the, the curvature from like the bottom of its mandible, mm-hmm. like where it goes from like bottlenose to its body, that like curved body. Yep. It's the same thing. It is, bro. Very that's weird looking. nuts. Yo, fuck that thing. Yep. Well, they discovered a sea monster. Yay, sea monsters! Yay, sea monsters! And what's yours? Mm. My weird news. Uh, so my uh, weird news is a little extraterrestrial. Ooh, okay. You know me. I do love aliens. You do do love aliens. Uh, astronomers will be sweeping the entire sky for alien life for the first time ever. And what type of broom will they be using? <sighs> I'm really hoping they use a vacuum at I this mean, point. you said sweep the sky. so I know. So the most comprehensive search ever for UFOs or alien life is to be carried out by astronomers in an unprecedented hunt using 28 giant radio telescopes in New Mexico, USA. The entire sky is to be scoured for signs of extraterrestrial alien life. Astronomers will use 28 of these giant telescopes. Experts at the SETI, or SETI Institute, SETI. SETI Institute, an organization dedicated to tracking extraterrestrial intelligence and developing state-of-the-art techniques to detect signatures from space that indicate the possibility of extraterrestrial existence. The SETI Institute is working with a very large array observatory in New Mexico, one of the world's most powerful radio observatories. All data would be f- all data will be fed through a dedicated supercomputer that will search for beeps, squawks, or other signatures of distant technology. I'm so glad bird that we people. still haven't like come up with better names to describe the noises that radios make. Beeps and squawks, beeps baby. And squawks, baby. Uh, the VLA is being used for an all sky survey, and we kind of go along for the rides at Andrew Siamone. Uh, director of the Berkeley SETI Center. It allows us to, in parallel, conduct a SETI survey. So we're going to be looking for aliens real good soon. <laughs> this was written, like, what, like a day ago? Yeah, yeah, so super recent news. Yeah, this is really, really recent news. So I guess this is the first time we've ever done such a wide... So SETI normally uses... Uh, they use a um, VLT array, right? Or very large... Uh, VLA array. VLA. I think so. yeah. Oh, no, VLT, very large telescope. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's even bigger ones, like the one in Puerto Rico and Arecibo. That's decommissioned, unfortunately. Okay. That's the one that you saw in, I think it was Goldeneye. Oh, okay. It's a big white yeah. dish in the middle of a jungle. Yeah. Um, and so... Great movie, Goldeneye. Ten times. Amazing. Also, you see it in the wonder... Like, my f- one of my favorite movies of all time, Contact. Uh, oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Helen Hunt. Uh-huh. With Helen Hunt, right? No, was it? No, it's not Helen Hunt. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah, Jodie, Jodie Foster, Foster and Helen Hunt are like interchangeable in they're, my mind. They're a little bit doppelgangerish. Yeah, they're like Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman to me. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'm just like, which one's that one? Okay. Same thing with, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, this guy that played the Joker. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix? No. the uh, Jared Leto? One. There we go. No, not Jared Leto. Heath Ledger? There we go. That's the one. Too Joseph many Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger? Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah, Heath Ledger has Heath short Ledger hair. Look yeah. like kind of similar. They do. Um, so... Basically, like the what SETI normally does is that they pick like certain areas of the sky, and it's not arbitrary. Like they'll say, like, "Hey, we're gonna look at this solar system, or we're gonna look at that star, and we're gonna point in the direction of that star and see if we catch anything." Um, okay, so they usually a, pick a spot. Yeah, but it's a really, really big fucking sky. Oh, yeah, like it's a big fucking sky. And each, I mean, what's like it's uh, what what do they call that photo? It's like the, the most important photo ever. The taken Hubble Deep Field. Yeah. Um. So it stared at. 
essentially what is a, I think it was like a, I want to say it was like a one-inch square. Like it focused yeah. in on a one-inch square. And it left the lens open for a really long time. Um, I to catch all of the... It just took in as much light all as All of the could. ambient light, yeah. Yeah, the Hubble Ultra Deep Field. Yeah, and each one of the... Basically, each dot of light is a galaxy. It's is not it even yeah. a solar... It's, it's not an I- image... Yeah, the, the, Holdr- the Hubble Ultra Deep Field is an image of a small region of space in the constellation Fornax, containing an estimated 10,000 galaxies. The original release was combined from Hubble Space Telescope data accumulated over a period from September 24th of 03 to January 16th of 04. It looked back approximately 13 billion years between 400 and 800 million years after the Big Bang. Um, so, let me see if it says here. Yes. So, it focused on something that was 1.8 inches in, uh, in diameter and looked at it for almost six months. That's fucking wild. And just the and lens, just lens and stayed just open the lens for six close. months. Yeah, just yeah. Imagine not blinking for six months, right? It's absorbing light. Yeah. And then it processed it, and there are ten thousand galaxies in this in this image. And just to clarify, each one of those Every galaxies dot you see has billions of, of solar plan- systems. No, probably billions <coughs> of stars, with probably I'd say trillions of planets or celestial bodies. Yeah. So that counts as moons too. So, like, think how big the Milky Way is, and there's 9,999 others just in this one photo. Yeah, just in that one little square. If that photo doesn't make you, like, immediately go, yeah, no, there's got to be life somewhere else. Oh, for sure. Or make you feel, like, the most insignificant grain of nothing. Yeah, (laughs) like, I thought the pale blue dot photo did that for me. No, 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 no. This did it for me. Yeah. That was yeah, probably they, the most humbling photo I've ever seen. When they go into like the explanation of that photo, I remember the first time I saw like the video explaining For it. Pale blue dot, yeah, so good, especially if it's narrated by Carl Sagan. Oh, anything narrated by Carl Sagan, Perfect. I would, I would, I would like. You want your eulogy? No, like my eulogy. By Carl. I want my breakfast order read by Carl Sagan. So good, and as long as he can introduce the word B or the letter B, like the way he does with billions. Oh my billions. god, like he pops the B. It's so good. That Queen's English. He knows that Queen's English. It's very good. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be so doing the, the most comprehensive, movie? wide-ranging search. No, I think when you... I think when you do a sweeping observation, like what they're going to do, right. I think you actually end up probably catching less than if you were to do a focused blast, right? Like, I mean, maybe you catch something, but I think you're just also taking in so much data from, like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the like whole sky. There are people doing this that are ver- far smarter than I am, far smarter than both of us or anyone yep. we know. So I'm sure they probably have, like, a good reasoning for why they would do such a massive sweep. But I would think that in the grand scheme of things, if you were trying to analyze that much data, you would probably want to focus, like, section by section. And maybe they are. Maybe they've laid out, like, a grid system of how they're going to sweep yeah, over maybe. the sky and go, we're going to do this section first. Then we're gonna do this. I would assume so. Also, that article, I don't think, said how long the Endeavor was going to take. Have, yeah, I've, yeah, it could be a year. It could be, th- yeah, I have right. no idea how long it's going to take. Um, but that's really exciting that we're I mean, that we're kind of this UFO talk's been kind of coming out lately. You have like uh, all the reports of the, well, the uh, naval pilots and stuff like yeah. that talking about UFOs that they've seen. And by the way, UFOs don't necessarily mean extraterrestrial life, but UFOs yes. just they're just any unidentified flying object is a UFO. Yeah, literally a drone that you see off in the distance. Yeah, that you don't know you what don't it hear is. It, that's a UFO. UFO. It is an unidentified flying object. Yeah. 
So, uh, but it's pretty cool. Are but you like a believer in UFOs and aliens? Yeah, absolutely. Can we do an episode on them Come one of these days? Yeah, for sure. It could be next time. We got to find somebody who doesn't believe. Like, we got to ask around <gasps> in the group of friends and see who doesn't believe who and doesn't see if believe we can in aliens. Them. Or just to have to see what their thoughts are on that. Yeah. Because it's, there is just so much. How could there not be something? Because, th- and people also get like really like grandiose about it. It has to be like the super advanced fucking civilization. Dude, if you find a fucking amoeba, yeah, <laughs> like that's, another, that's like, alien life. Like, it's life. Like, I think what we will probably discover before we ever dis- discover like an advanced civilization either a more advanced than us or mm. as advanced as us we'll probably discover bacterial life forms yeah. first you know because we're also learning that bacteria survive here on earth in conditions that we previously didn't think life could form a few years ago there were uh some scientists in california found a bunch of bacteria living inside of vats of arsenic which we thought was impossible that's fucking nuts and man. recently there was um we found bacterial mold that is eating radioactive material in chernobyl holy shit yep life finds a way like man. that's what it eats well there's also isn't there um what are they called they're like something bears uh water bears yeah those are the ones that can survive like yep. extreme temperature they survive in space and in and like volcanic like yep. in molten volcanic yeah, yeah. areas, like in lava, they yeah. they exist. No, water bears are like the strongest dudes on Earth. Yeah, they're like the strongest life form. And if you look at them, you're like, this thing is an alien. Like, oh yeah, it looks horrific. Uh, it looks like something out of a nightmare. It yeah, just has uh, like tardigrades a w- is their scientific name. It has like a almost like a mole rat, not a mole rat. Yeah. What are those? Yeah, like a blind mole yeah, rat kind blind of mouth. Rat. It's got like a, I think it's got six. Six or eight legs, I think, to it, and each leg looks like it has like little nails, like little claws on yeah. it. Yeah, and then and its, it's mouth like is just like this, mouth. and no eyes. Yeah, yeah. Tardigrades are weird, but they're super hardy. So oh yeah, no, they can survive fucking anything. We study the shit out of them to figure out why, but they survive anything. I feel like also just on that level, like when you're at a microscopic level, microscopic level. Live. I mean, yeah, physics just works differently for you. Also, like everything works different. You're in a different universe. Yeah, it's a totally different world. But if you went, if you went the macro from us, like imagine finding something that was as many times bigger than we are than than a water bear. Imagine finding an entity that's that many times bigger than we are. I don't even think that's feasible. Why not? The universe is a big place. There's plenty of space. <sighs> but I mean, for something to be that large, why not? Because imagine, imagine first of all, how much think energy about a blue it would take. whale for a second. A blue whale is the For largest sure. living organism that has ever existed on our planet. Right? But it's in the water. It's in the water. But that's because it could never be supported on land. Right. It, would n- it could never support itself on land. But why would something that is as many times bigger than we are from a water bear, bigger than us, why would it have to be on land? Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. It could also be water. It could be, a, it could be an aerial creature. It could, be it could also be a planet or a place that's totally covered in water. Yeah. But imagine a living organism that is that much bigger than we are. I don't want to. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, For something to be comp- that big, but your brain cannot comprehend that no. size the same way that a water bear cannot comprehend something our size. Well, a water bear can't comprehend anything. Yeah, but why? Why would we be able to comprehend something that much bigger than us? Oh no, no yeah, for sure. But we I'm wouldn't. saying like it would probably be like it'd be like the size of a planet. To do us. water bears even have? They don't even have a centralized like brain Nervous system. No, yeah, they, they, they have nothing. No, it's they're, they're, they're very single. Like a they're, yeah, single celled amoeba. Right? Yeah, they're a super basic organism. They eat and shit and die. That's it. That's literally and, well, not and die, reproduce. Because I don't think dying is a thing that, that they do. Yeah, they just live. <laughs> they're like also, immortal. If you're on Reddit, there's a there's a subreddit you guys should be on called Nature's Fucking Lit. Because <laughs> best best subreddit. Before we leave, 
have I we've I think we've talked about this in a previous episode about lobsters or we've just talked about yeah, it they're generally. Immortal. But um fucking jellyfish are immortal? So are lobsters. Because they'll well specifically lobsters are immortal, but only the only thing that stops them is growth. They need to always be able to they have an if they have enough food supply and they're allowed to grow without interruption, they're immortal. Well, kind of the same thing with alligators. Alligators are almost immortal. Like yeah, like scientists have done research on like their cell division mm-hmm. and alligators essentially if it wasn't for like disease and growth and lack of like environmental space, they could technically just go on living. They would just keep They just keep bigger. going. Yeah, they would you would eventually have alligators that are 40, 50, 60 feet long and weigh in the thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds like multiple tons. Like like placid alligators? Bigger than that. Holy like shit. you're talking like I'm like a 50, 60 foot alligator, not a 20 or a 25 foot alligator, a 60 That's foot. That's crazy. Alligator. And it'd be an immortal but jellyfish do the game a little differently. Those motherfuckers are like, I'm dying. And they're like, what if I just turn back into a polyp, like a little baby jellyfish, and I'll start all over. And that's what, and they, that's what they do. do. They literally just go, can we press the rewind button on the DNA thing? Thanks, Flip. Jim. They just go Benjamin button. They're like, yeah, nope. Whoop. And they turn back into a polyp, that's and they start the game all over amazing. again. Good job, Jelly. There was a, a Family Guy episode one time that Stewie got high as shit and said some fucking wild stuff. That he's like, what if the only reason we die is because we've accepted it as an eventuality? <laughs> what if we just didn't accept it? Yeah, what if you just didn't accept that like, as a part of your of your like your nature? I'm Can sure people imagine? have done that, and then they go, and then they die. Yeah, yeah, and then they pop Steve Jobs. Like, aha! Oh, fucking! <laughs> you thought a mango puree was gonna cure oh you, you fool! Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, yeah. Uh, yeah, wash your hands. Wash uh, your hands and shoppers, please bring your purchases to the front as we are closing for the evening. It is with a heavy heart that we must again say goodbye to you, but I do, Moshe. Do not fret, for you can follow us on Instagram and Twitch and, and Twitter and, and coming next month. <gasps> coming Be next month. Our guest. Be, be our, our guest. guest. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all we can say. Put our creativity to the test. Oh, you changed it just enough. Just enough. I think maybe, hopefully, don't sue us. Oh, I hope not. Please. Uh, yeah, so no, next seriously, month. No, seriously, next month, uh, Project Dixie Cup. Pro- oh, pro- Project Dixie Cup is going to be nuts. It's going to be wild. Now, I like I, I said. We're probably hyping up too much. Yeah, probably. Like I said. Follow us on all the social media to keep track of what's going on, what's happening with Project Dixie Tup. Dixie Tup? Dixie Cup. God, I got to go to sleep. Uh, Dixie Cup, um, not to mention all of our other shenanigans and, uh, you know. Yeah, don't forget to head on over to, like he said, all of our social media. So check us out on Instagram at The Dairy Isle. Um, Also, go check out our Patreon page. Uh, we have recently, in the last couple of months, we've trimmed down our tiers. So we have a $1 tier. We have a $3 tier. I'm sorry, a $1 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. And uh, those are full of goodies. They are full of goodies. Um, we're also still working on fleshing out the Patreon a little bit just to get a little bit more concise on what it is we want to mm-hmm. offer you guys for the tiers. So as we get more people that subscribe to the Patreon, we'll get a better idea of what people like, what they don't like, what's kind of superfluous, and what people really want. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to be a growing experience with us. So um, if you want to help donate to the show, um, because that's the kind of stuff that pays for stickers, that's the kind of stuff that pays for equipment and keeps the show going. Yeah. Um, also, it helps pay for like in, you know expanding you know our, our entertainment endeavors and, and giving you guys content that you like. Yeah. Um, but also, this is like by committee. So if there's something about the Patreon or if there's something that you want to add to the tier list or 
something that you think would be interesting you'd like, let us know. Leave a comment on the Patreon or leave a comment on, you know, the leave a review, leave a comment in Instagram, send us a DM, yeah. whatever it is. There's We've left multiple avenues for you to communicate with us. Yeah, so also communicate on Facebook. With us. Also on Facebook. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. Yeah. We do the post there. Um, other than that, like I said, if you really have time and you want to go check out kind of the cool stuff that we're offering, mm-hmm. uh, since we're offering now like exclusive little like 10-minute tidbits and our vocal warm-ups on, on Patreon, Go ahead, just go to patreon.com, search The Dairy Isle, and you'll find all of our information there. Yeah, and just in case you didn't know, we do have, you know, for Patreon members uh, exclusively, 10 minutes, uh, we do like 10 minutes before, just for them, just like a little piece of content for them. Uh, So if you want more of us in that sense and want to hear a little bit more of us, um, but either way, not that much, and you get a little extra goodness. um, And if maybe you want us to add something else, let us know, like I said before. And again, if you've never had experience with Patreon and you do go there, Remember that the payments that we're asking for, they're not, they don't have to be recurring monthly. If you want to just give us a dollar one time and say like, hey, I gave the Dairy Isle a dollar, go in there, give us a dollar. We don't touch it. We don't touch any of the money until there's like a significant amount and we go, okay, what are we putting this towards? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we we haven't right now. We're just kind of saving it up. Um, And it's like everything that you guys give gets reinvested back in the product. Yeah, we don't, we don't actually make like private profit off of this. We've, we only put it back into the show. And we... Always want to be transparent with you. So we're always going to tell you what we're doing with it and like and where all of that's going. So uh, if you feel so inclined and so generous, please go over there. But if not, we love you. We love the fact that you listen. And we just want you to be here with us and fucking hang out with us and be cool. Yeah. You know? Because we're all cool. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to get a lot of cool people together in one spot and have mm-hmm. a fucking community where we can all talk about the things that we find interesting and that hopefully you do too. Right. We love you guys. Thanks for shopping. Thanks for shopping at the Dairy Isle. <sighs> you have a great night. Good night, everybody. See you on the next one.